Shifa and you're listening to A Thought Away, where thoughts become stories. Today's episode is part two of A Glitch in My Memory, a story about how I discovered the truth about why my memory seems to have been altered. Last week, I got a text from an unknown number, which led me to an underground secret lab, which seemed to have been recently abandoned. After finding my name on one of the files there, we followed a man in a lab coat to another underground place where the alarms went off and we had to run for it. And now, the story continues. It had been a completely bizarre day and it had given rise to so many questions my head felt like it would explode. Maya, Dave and I told our parents what had happened, but the response we got was kind of disappointing. They didn't believe us, thought we were joking. We started going to the lab under the Small Bites Cafe and sort of made it like a headquarters. Maya hacked in and changed all the passwords after disabling the tracking technology as much as she could. The computers were completely cleared, no data anywhere. So we turned to the files on the shelf for answers, but they were all gone too. Someone had been here and made sure to clear all traces of the things that they had done in this place. The three of us were trying to think of the possible things that the lab could have done. They had altered my memory, but how? Every day the number of questions we had increased but we never got any answers. I felt so helpless. We tried contacting the anonymous helper, but I never got any reply. It was frustrating not knowing what was going on and how and why someone was messing with my head. Then one day, I got a text. It had a file attached, so we connected my phone to the computer and checked it out. Finally, after all these days, our anonymous helper had helped. The file just had a short list of names with the people's ages as well. Were these people also affected by the memory alterations? I mean, why else would our anonymous helper send this to us, right? I took a deep breath and sent a text asking to meet. I didn't expect a reply, so I was surprised when I got one. I told Maya and Dev, Today, we would meet our anonymous helper right here at our HQ and hopefully get some answers. One hour could not have felt longer, but finally we heard footsteps echoing down the stairs. The small bites workers didn't really mind us going into the basement, they just thought it was part of some game, but only as long as we helped them in small ways and didn't mess anything up. Dave punched in the password and the door slid open. I held my breath as the one who had shown us the mystery helped us find the lab, and would maybe help us find a happy ending to this complicated story. We watched as the anonymous helper stepped into the room. He waved his hand at us and introduced himself as Cyrus Owen. I had butterflies in my stomach and my palms were clammy. Would this be it? Would we get the answers we'd been waiting for so long? Cyrus told us his story. He had also been one of the victims of the memory swap. As far as he could figure, nothing too major had been changed. It was just small details and sometimes incidents that felt different to him. 
He struggled with it for a long time before he decided he would find an answer. That's when he came across the articles about Dr. Adam, the same way we had. It was hard to narrow down to one place, but after some serious research, Cyrus found that Dr. Adam used to live in what was now the Small Bites Cafe. Cyrus broke in one night and found the secret room, and he saw monitors and people, and they looked like they were building something. He crept away, but he wanted to know what was going on, so he tried to hack into their systems and see if he could get something. After failing multiple times and almost giving up, he got in. He found astonishing things, files and names and plans that had led to this memory swap. He didn't fully understand it, but the people in this lab, they studied the target closely and replicated their life as much as they could and then swapped out certain details with others. Then they created this sort of microchip that got inserted into the target and then after the trigger word, the swap would be initiated. This was some serious news. I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I'll admit, these people were smart, but also evil. To mess with someone's head that way... <sighs> Cyrus went on to say that he had stolen some of the data from the computers and erased the originals, but the organization had detected the breach and they came after him. He'd also made a copy of the data, but they took all of it and imprisoned him. But he had succeeded in doing what he had hoped to. They didn't have all the data anymore, and he had even managed to remove the information about to-be victims, preventing their memory swaps. The list of names that he had sent to us were of these people. Maya Dev and I were speechless. He had done all of that by himself, with no other help. But if he had gotten this far, why did he help us? Why not just take the story to the authorities? Cyrus said he had tried, but he didn't have enough evidence. Even after offering himself as a victim, the authorities couldn't really do much without actual evidence. That's when he found out that my memory had also been swapped. He said I was the youngest person to have been affected so far, so it seemed to be harder for me. He realized that if he had help, from people who actually believed in his story, then the organization would not stand a chance. He'd chosen to help us because he saw how determined we were to find the truth. But he also understood that it was a dangerous plan that he had, and we could say no if he didn't feel ready. But I agreed almost immediately, because I wanted to know why they had messed with our heads, and I didn't want anybody else to be a victim. Cyrus explained to us the plan and said that when he told us to run, we would have to run no matter what happened, even if it meant leaving him behind. Dave was still a bit reluctant about the plan, but he got that it was necessary, and Maya was, as always, up for a challenge. We made our way to the lab, and I stopped outside the door, now in solid wall form, and started talking. I told Dr. Adam that I knew his plans and I thought they were evil. To mess with people's memories and make them doubt themselves was plain wrong. I said I wasn't going to let him or anyone do that anymore and suddenly the wall slid open and I found about 10 people in lab coats looking at me. Okay, so far so good. Then came the hard part. 
Maya and Dave stepped into the room with me and I kept talking about how unfair it was and asking the questions we had had. It was hard to keep the hurt out of my voice and honestly I didn't try very hard. Maya and Dave went right up and started typing commands to disable the alarms the way Cyrus had instructed. For a moment everyone else was frozen. Kids showing up and just rambling on and on and typing on to their computers was a bit shocking but they got over it and grabbed Maya and Dave roughly as I clenched my teeth. We knew this would happen. It was part of the plan, I told myself, but it didn't make me less angry about somebody hurting my friends that way. We'd done our part. I just hoped Cyrus was doing his. One of the computers started beeping, a breach warning, and I knew Cyrus had kept his word. I nodded at my friends and they started struggling, kicking and trying to wriggle out of their captors' grasps. I heard footsteps from behind me and moved aside quickly. Cyrus came in recording the whole scene. Maya and Dave held by two of the organization. Me talking about the memory swap and everything Cyrus had found out. Dr. Adam trying to sneak away and the incomplete set of microchips that were lying on the table waiting to be inserted into different people. Then Cyrus screamed for us to run and with one last struggle Maya and Dave broke free and we ran and didn't look back till we reached small bites. We had succeeded but Cyrus was still there. I was going to suggest that we tell the authorities but Dave pointed behind me. Cyrus was walking towards us. And the organization's plans were going to be brought into the open. Soon enough We heard the police sirens and we watched on TV the capture of Dr. Adam and his colleagues. I might never be able to return my memory back to normal, but at least no one else would go through a memory swap. It was worth it. Can you imagine how it would have felt to have your memory altered? At least the organization is out in the open and things have ended well, more or less anyway. What kind of story would you have written? Only one way to find out. Let your imagination take over because your next story might only be a thought away. I'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.